Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Hello, America, and happy Thursday, a Thursday in which the House of Representatives is debating whether to oust Congressman George Santos from the institution, expel him. Rare, rare to see it happen. Uh, The Democrats didn't do it to Senator Menendez when he was charged with his crimes, but there is an effort underway. We'll know tomorrow whether it happens, but the debate is going on now. That's hardly the only news breaking around town today, and we've got a great show for you. Top of the show, Congressman Andy Biggs spent some time with Amanda Head and I last night. He is predicting that they may have enough votes now to move towards articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Chief. We are uh, a lot of negotiating going on behind closed doors. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mark, uh, Mark Green, the Homeland Security Committee Chairman, they're all talking. But uh, Andy Biggs is going to tell you why he thinks there's movement toward supporting an impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the man who oversees the border as Homeland Security Secretary. That's the top of the show. And then at the bottom of the show, there's the regular climate conference going on across the globe. I think they call it COPA, whatever they call it. Tim Stewart's here to talk about some of the illusions of the climate change movement. Again, there's a lot of things that we can do better to improve our environment. I've said that all the time. I'm very environmentally conscious. I drive a hybrid car. I have a 98% efficient wood stove at my cabin. I use natural gas when I can because it's more efficient than other energies uh, in terms of pollution. But we've put the heart cart so far in, in front of the horse that when the horse gallops, it runs right into the back of the cart right now. EVs, EV chargers, the grid, wind, solar. And today, Tim Stewart's going to give us a reality check on what can and can't be done to reduce carbon if you care about it. And why the current approach is getting so much backlash, even from car dealers all across the economic sectors today. People have a grave concern of just how Joe Biden has gone about doing his energy business. That's going to be a great segment as well. Now, let me get you up to speed, starting with the story we broke last night. You may have seen me on Hannity last night. Story we broke around five o'clock. What is it? A Monday laundering investigator for a bank raised serious concerns in 2017 about a $5 million loan that the Biden family received from the arm of a Chinese energy firm. That's a pretty big deal, right? This is that $5 million loan I told you about. Remember, it's an interest-free or zero-interest forgivable loan. And so this has been on the radar. What we didn't know is that in real time, at least by 2018, there was serious reservations about this loan. And what were those reservations? Well, the bank money laundering investigator, according to a document released by James Comey yesterday, flagged the transaction, this $5 million loan, and then all of the money that flowed from it as high risk. They said it was possibly tied to an effort by the communist government of China to gain influence through Hunter Biden. They also were deeply concerned that there were erratic payments being made from the account that didn't look like business purpose payments. So money laundering, political influence, erratic things about a loan that comes from China. Now, Let me give you how this played out so you all remember. In late 2015, Hunter Biden started to deal with the folks at China CEFC. It's an energy company who is looking to do natural gas and other energy things in the United States. They got a diamond. Chairman Yi, the top guy at CEFC, brought a big three-carat diamond over as a gift for Hunter Biden. In 2016, there's conversations and some work going on, according to Tony Bobulinski's FBI interview. Then in 2017, money starts flowing. First, there's a $3 million payment that's identified or referred to in some of the testimony documents as a thank you or a gift. $3 million really for nothing that the Biden family gets. 
Then Joe Biden has a meeting with the family and some of the CEFC officials. Then Hunter Biden is pressuring CEFC to give more money. That's that famous text message. My dad's sitting alongside of me. You better pony up. And then a $5 million loan is executed. I think it's in August of 2017. And that money comes from an arm of CEFC. It was called Northern International Capital Holdings Limited. All right, so it's tied to CFC. It's one of their, uh, it goes into a Biden family account that Hunter Biden set up called Hudson West 3. Then from Hudson West 3, some of the money is sent to Owasco, which is the law firm sort of entity that did Hunter Biden's lobbying law work. And then from there, some of that money goes to James and Sarah Biden, the president's brother and sister in law. And then some of that money is withdrawn, and 40,000 of it goes to Joe Biden. So from $5 million, 40000 goes to Joe Biden, and the money's moving around. And what the bank investigator says in this memo, by the way, you can see the memo. I posted it for all to see. It's a pretty important thing, is that there didn't seem to be a business purpose for some of this money. We find it unusual that approximately 58% of the funds were transferred to the law firm in a few months, and the frequency of payments appear erratic. Also previously indicated Hudson West does not currently have any investment projects, which raises further concerns as millions of fees are being paid, but do not appear to have any services rendered by Owasco, the firm that was taking some of that money. Then there is also the very concern that there were no documentation, no paperwork for the loan in the first place. So it made the trained money laundering investigator for this big bank concerned that perhaps it. Now, one of the most other important things, why why you can tell that the bank thought that this might be money laundering or political influence, two specific things. The memo identified Hunter Biden as a politically exposed person. That's a PEP. It's a term used in the banking industry under the money laundering laws or the anti-money laundering laws to classify a person who is entrusted with a prominent public function or is a family member of someone who is. So when they use that term, then they say, hey, the money doesn't appear to have a business purpose. The loan doesn't have paperwork. Then they mention one other important element, which is they knew that Hunter Biden was in financial trouble, according to his ex-wife. There were reports of it. That flagged it. But here's the other part that they that these bank folks, long before Joe Biden ever raised any concerns. More recent negative news. This is a direct quote from the memo. More recent negative news indicate China targeting children politicians in purchase of political influence through sweetheart deals. That's a pretty big moment, isn't it? All right. We've got a great show for you. Uh, like I said, we're going to kick things off with Andy Biggs. We're going to finish up with Tim Stewart at the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. He'll tell us what to expect at the climate conference overseas. And we'll keep an eye on all things impeachment because you've got the Joe Biden impeachment inquiry and the potential of an inquiry for Alejandro Mayorkas. That's a pretty good show for today. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a couple other headlines that went on today, some pretty big developments, some things related to earlier reporting we've done at Just the News. Let me give you the first one because I think it's so important. Earlier today, Jim Jordan issued subpoenas. He's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, of course, a frequent guest on this show. He issued subpoenas to two ex-Biden White House officials in his government censorship probe. He said he believes that they played a role in facilitating government pressure to censor Americans' political opinions in violation of the law. Those are out, and I think in a big, big way, uh, getting a lot of attention. And then one other thing that I think is important, the Democrat-led Senate Judiciary Committee authorized subpoenas for some of the conservative donors that have hung around the Supreme Court justices, Leonard Leo, Harlan Crow, among the recipients there. That's a story that we're keeping a close eye on as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break in a second. But before we do, you know that I'm enormously grateful for all of the great partners that we have at Just the News. John Solomon reports the podcast, Just the News, No Noise, the television show. A lot of them are my good friends at Factor. And this year, as you all know, I've spent a lot of time trying to lose weight, get healthier, eat healthier, just get a better physiology in my body. And one of the things I learned is it's kind of hard sometimes to make sure that you have the right mix of fruit and vegetables. I don't may not have time to chop and prep and shop. So shop, chop and prep, right? And then you got to clean up after it. But you still want to eat healthy, right? You want those vegetables. You want high nutrition, but good flavors. I don't have the time. Sometimes I only have a couple of minutes to make a healthy meal. So that's when I turn to my friends at Factor. They have Fresh, never frozen meals ready to cook in just two minutes. That's all it takes. You put in the microwave two minutes, boom, they're there. Now, what makes it incredible is that these are chef prepared dinners. They're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat with a two minute microwave Passover. It's incredible. Now, 
I want you to have the advantage that I have. And so my good friends at Factor are giving all of us 50% off this month. Now, how do you do that? You got to head to factormeals.com, factormeals.com slash justnews50, 50 being for 50% off. One more time, give me that. Factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Then use the promo code justnews50 at checkout. You're going to get 50% off your order. These meals are fantastic. They've got breakfast, they got lunch, they got dinner. You're going to fuel up fast, but you're going to have a chef-prepared, dietitian-approved meal in two minutes. That's how I've been able to make so many strides in my health this year. Things like this. So go say thank you to my friends at Factor by going to factormeals.com slash justnews50 today. All right. Quick commercial break. Andy Biggs right after this. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters, millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. He's on the forefront of all of the issues we've been talking about, whether it's the Biden family corruption scandal, the border uh, or the effort to lure young Americans to the Republican Party because they've been so let down by Joe Biden. Congressman Andy Biggs has been there, in fact, ahead of the curve on so many of those issues. And he's joining us right now. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Thank you, John and Amanda. Good to be with you. I want to start with the news that we topped off uh, the show with. Uh, this memo just put out a few minutes ago by Chairman James Comer. I remember when Joe Biden said, oh, there was no family business with China. That's a lie. That's a conspiracy theory. Not only was there China money flowing to his family in large amount, $5 million, but the bank examiners said, hey, that looks like money laundering and political influence peddling. How important a piece of evidence is this? Well, this is a big piece of evidence because you track the $5 million and you can actually track it through bank accounts. And uh, and the bank examiner here p highlights some important aspects of it. But you can file this $5 million all the way down to a $40,000 check uh, to uh, Joe Biden from Sarah Biden. And that's that's why this, that's so very important because you can actually track it uh, in this sh uh, group of shell corporations. But that's why the bank examiner was interested in this in the first place because there's five million dollars given there and uh he obviously had contacted hunter biden saying what's going on here and hunter biden 
because he's watching it. And and most of that is going to Hunter Biden's law firm. So he's wondering, well, what's what's happening here? What where is this It's coming from China? And Hunter Biden indicates to him that it's a loan. Well, there's no loan documents. And and the bank examiner wants the loan documents and there's no loan documents. And he also says and they're not selling a product. And the reason that that's important to a bank examiner is the bank doesn't want liability with from the FDIC. So they're concerned. They want a paper trail, a documentation trail. And the only trail that exists following this is watching the money move from uh, Hunter Biden's business account to uh, Hunter Biden's personal account uh, to the Jim and Sarah Biden's business account to Sarah uh, Jim and Sarah Biden's personal account to Joe Biden. That's the trail that you can. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Well put. I mean, Follow I'm here. old enough to remember when the IRS was concerned about people uh, substantiating the unsubstantiated goods and service payments on on uh, digital payment platforms. But I guess that that's all gone by, especially if your last name is Biden. I wanted to ask you, though, because I kind of teased about this at the top of the hour. But this bank investigator also indicated that oftentimes one of the tactics of China is to target the children of politically powerful folks in Washington, D.C. And I have to imagine that that doesn't happen for everyone. There has to be something about Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or all of his business dealings that made them think that this was a good idea. Because, Congressman, I wanted to ask you, have your children ever been approached by CEFC or any China uh, CCP associated company? No, they have not. Uh, I'm pleased to say. But the reason that this was happening, I got to believe, to the Biden family is because, as the bank examiner points out, uh, Biden has some very highly publicized um, difficulties with everything from prostitutes to drugs. He's vulnerable. And then the other thing that you got to look back on is. Uh, Joe Biden had been in office for many, many years. He's got he's got all these riches and fine, but also dealing with Burisma, uh, Ukraine. He's dealing around the world. So you got a son who's got these difficulties, who's also on the make, by the way, with his business partners all over the world trying to make money. They wanted to be super wealthy. I mean, that's what they, they've indicated in their documentation and testimony. And on the other hand, you've got somebody who's uh, been willing to provide access and use his position of power like he did against Burisma. So it's kind of a um, a very tempting target, if you will, for uh, the Chinese nefarious activities. Yeah. Selling the brand, like Devin Archer once said. That's what they were doing. Selling it to the highest foreign bidder. Sir, I want to turn to another topic that you have led the charge on for years. Uh, the American public are clearly in your corner, maybe not the Biden corner right now. Majority of Americans say they support the uh, impeachment resolution against Alejandro Mayorkas. That's a big change in sentiment, uh, driven a lot by the education you and other lawmakers have done. Uh, what are the chances? And that's a, a third, I think, a third impeachment article uh, submission occurred today from Marjorie Taylor. Green, is there any change in the Republicans who are blocking this from occurring? So when that when the, we finished last time, you had a number of Republicans who were not on the floor, who were absent for one reason or another. Then you had eight that voted no. And six of those people who voted no later said that they would have voted yes. Uh, and so if that's the case, then you would have enough to actually get over the hump, especially since we just filled the seat vacated by Chris Stewart of Utah. So, right. so we just had that seat uh, filled. So it, it actually, you might have a, have a shot here, a better shot than we had last time. But, but bottom line, John and Amanda and every, all your listeners, they, they know this. This isn't necessarily Joe Biden pulling the trigger here. This is what I find interesting. Some of these people say, well, Joe Biden's in charge. And then on another hand, they don't want to impeach Joe Biden because they say, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. The reality is Alejandro Mayorkas has lied to the American people. He's made this country more dangerous. And I'll give you an example. John and Amanda, last night, 2,700 uh, people apprehended in the deserts of Arizona in the Tucson sector. They're averaging well over 2,000 a day in the wow. Tucson sector for five weeks now. And and what what do they want? What, what do my colleagues want? This is a, an administration that is lawless, that is fomenting what's going on on the border 
and it makes us a very dangerous nation to live in. And, uh, uh, you know, it's time. It's time. We need somebody else. This is not being done by accident or or incompetence. This is being done deliberately. And it's it's patently obvious that it is. And we cannot, as a nation, go on and wait and hope that it changes at the next election, which is why you have impeachment. If if you if you have to make an immediate change because of of uh, high crimes or misdemeanors, which we have here, um, it's to be done so you can preserve the nation. That's that's partly why they have this, and that's what needs to happen here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, illegal immigration makes uh, makes everything so much more dangerous here in the United States. But something else that makes things dangerous is when our own federal government is weaponized against us. So I wanted to ask you about FISA reform, reform because I know that you signed a letter along with 53 of your colleagues regarding FISA reform and tying it or not tying it to some of those appropriations bills within that CR uh, that you're going to be working on in January. Can you tell our audience about that? we got about a minute left. Yeah. So FISA is where they surveil you. Uh, they're, they're misusing it to surveil American citizens. We want them to, if you're going to reauthorize it, we want a lot of wholesale changes there, including that you have to get a warrant. Uh, I think we've got a good shot of getting that out of the House. It should not be tied to anything like defense sp- spending or anything else. This is a significant uh, bill with significant reforms that, that we've been working on. Uh, to make Americans safer from the weaponized federal government. And so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we that the speaker will uh, uh, listen to the, the letters that we wrote and also the voices of many Americans saying, keep it separate, do it as a standalone bill. Yeah, so important. Mm-hmm. So we extended by a minute because I want to ask one more question. There was this extraordinary story this morning. The CIA official who we used to prepare the presidential briefing, the thing that the president got every day, expressing a lot of political sentiments, uh, a lot of concerns about social media posting. CIA warned stuff, let's stop doing this. But is it too late when someone of that level feels comfortable ex- uh, expressing uh, political sentiments at a job that should be completely apolitical? Yeah, I think I, I think these people that are that are engaged in political conduct at, at these levels, they they've now been acculturated that that is okay, that that conduct is all right. That's why you got the Vindman brothers, for instance, doing what they did. Uh, This is this is a a problem that we have, and it's part of the weaponization. And that's why these these uh, agencies, these federal police and surveillance agencies need to be cleaned out. And uh, it's the, the lower level bureaucrats that are doing this. All right, folks, if anywhere, we're going to get a dose of energy and climate common sense with our good friend Tim Stewart, the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Yeah, the guy that has that hands-off-my-stove movement. We'll have him right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z 
The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As you know, the Global Climate Change Summit is upon us, all of the world descending and debating for yet another year, though really the progress that they claim they're making, they haven't made any of. The only progress is in making energy a lot more expensive. That's the one trend line that has been consistent over the last few years under Joe Biden. Our next guest has been warning about the religion of climate science, which is instead of it being based on science or common sense, it's just sort of becoming an emotional appeal. Uh, he has repeatedly been able to show how the Biden administration has gone after Americans' freedom in their home and also made it harder for us to have the energy that's sitting right below our feet. Joining us right now, our good friend, Tim Stewart, the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Tim, great to have you on. John, it's always great to be with you. Thanks for uh, having me on in this uh giving him thanks season, right? We've got a lot to be thankful for regardless. We do indeed. And I think one of the things that I saw a tweet from U.S. Oil and Gas Association, it was probably yesterday, if I remember correctly, that one of the problems with climate change is it's become this sort of religious, biblical approach that hasn't invested into it science, hasn't invested into it common sense, hasn't invested into it economics. And so if you're going to make some sort of change of the magnitude these guys are talking about, you think economics and science and common sense would be a part of the plan. It isn't. Are we going to just see it all over again? You know, it's uh, we're going to jump right into philosophical discussion, aren't we? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's been really interesting. You know, you and I have been around a long time to watch this evolution that has taken place, I would say, over the last 30 years or so. You know, when you and I were, were young and we were starting out in Washington, it was called global warming. And it was a policy discussion. But I think what you've seen happen is uh, as generational change has taken place, uh, it has largely taken on the role very similar to a major world religion where there are, there are certain tenets and dogmas that you must adhere to. And, and salvation is achieved by, by taking certain actions and convincing others to do the same. And I think that's where, you know, that's hard that from the industry's perspective, you're not arguing about policy anymore. You're now arguing about sort of fundamental philosophical beliefs and it makes it difficult for us. So we watch these these global conferences every year really carefully. I think in the reference to the tweet, you were, you know, it was it was one of Bjorn Lomborg, who is a you know, preeminent uh, uh, commentator and, and uh, climate scientist that we followed for for decades now, and he's a very, very good ec economist. You know, he he made reference to uh, the cost of actually implementing net zero over the next over the next 30 years, where it is about 10 to one versus the benefit coming forward. And you know, if you want to talk biblical, it's sort of selling the birthright for a mess of pottage. You know, we're we're trying to bite off something today that ultimately will will kill trillions and trillions of global economic dollars and global economic activity over the next 30 years. And uh, that's it's you know it's something we ought to watch carefully because. Decisions that are made now are going to impact our, your children, our children, and our grandchildren. And we've got to be very careful that we do not want to put them in, in generational energy poverty because of something that was made, a decision that was made in 2023. So, yeah, we're trying to push back on that. There was a fascinating analysis. I think these were peer-reviewed studies that showed getting to the net zero reduction of 1.5 degrees Celsius would have a benefit of $4.5 trillion a year, but a cost of $26.8 trillion a year. That is pretty remarkable disparity. I think that's the point he's making, which is we're trying to invest at a rate that doesn't bring back any of the return that the promise is, is often made. That's sort of the disconnect here, right? The way they're approaching this doesn't actually have a cost-benefit analysis. That's right. It, it, and, and again, this, this is the problem with the fundamental change in from policy to philosophy, which is cost doesn't matter if you're talking eternal salvation for people who believe in global, global climate change as, as, the, as the, the religion. It's a really, really difficult thing. Uh, again, but, you know, pulling that much, you know, pulling that much potential economic growth off the table 
based on what we see is increasingly flawed assumptions about how we get to net zero and what the real impact of 1.5 C is going to be, uh, it's it's crazy to making that type of uh, that, that those type of decisions. But if if I could shift slightly, John, it's been interesting because I think the markets are starting to to recognize that. You know, we we've seen there's a, there's a study out saying that over the last two years there's been five trillion dollars that have been pulled out of the ESG funds and out of the ESG markets uh, globally in two years. Five trillion dollars that either has been lost in value or has been withdrawn. I, the smart money starting to recognize that that this may make us feel good, but the reality is it's not a very good investment in a lot of places. And so that, I think, is one thing that we, from the industry's perspective, we're saying, I'm glad that people are starting to, to wake up and, and see that smart money is with cheap energy, you know. So President Biden was in Colorado uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and was touting his energy record. It's sort of an interesting problem because one of the reasons that there have been success in reducing carbon emissions is through natural gas. But in the very state he went, they've been restricting uh, natural gas exploration, which is actually potentially going to add to the carbon footprint. There was a lot of disconnects in the president's visit yesterday. Why don't you walk through the ones that most struck you? That was interesting. Uh, it was a friend of mine who, who sent it out because I was, I was uh, up in Pittsburgh yesterday. And he sent this, sent this out and he said, have you seen this? And what the president has gone out, he went to Colorado. Basically, the long and short of it, John, was to award money to a South Korean manufacturer, a South Korean company, yeah, uh, using re award IRA money, so the U.S. tax debt payer dollar money to a South Korean manufacturer for, uh, I, I believe it was batteries. Um, but at the same time, in Colorado, the federal pr the production in, off of federal lands in Colorado has dropped by 18%. Those are lost federal royalties. Those are lost federal re fees and, and, and royalty payments. And the other thing that is lost is the funds that, that from those royalties that go to the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which then fund conservation projects and wildlife protection projects and water projects in Colorado. It's you know you want to talk about uh, uh, sort of lost in translation here. I didn't realize that this is how this is supposed to work, that we take U.S. taxpayer dollars, give it to a South Korean company at the same time we're taking our own energy, domestic energy, and reducing it at almost 20 percent uh, uh, value over the last two years, and then say we're, we've got a good energy policy on, on the table. It, it's it's uh, crazy that we're at this point, but that's where we are. You know, the president doesn't control all of oil and gas production in the United States. We've made that very clear, but he does control 20% of it on the federal lands. And the fact is, is while he has been restricting the production and the future production of energy on federal lands, the industry has tried to make up for it elsewhere. We've done a pretty good job, but we can't keep doing that forever. You have to go where the resource is. And the fact of the matter is, is there are vast amounts of oil and gas resources on federal lands. And at some point, if we want to make sure that we still keep lights on, we've got to have access to that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And that was missing from any part of the conversation yesterday with the president, and his energy policy It's missing actually all the time in the energy policy discussions of the White House. But it's, it's a head scratcher. You talked about the market catching up to the realities and being able to separate whatever the promise of climate change responses are with the actual reality of it. There were two, I think, momentous moments this week in energy. The first was a large number, I think it was about three or 4,000 car dealers riding in asking the president to tap the brakes or maybe slam the brakes on his EV mandate because customers simply aren't buying. So we're producing cars, very expensive cars that are just sitting on lots because people are not buying them. Let's talk about that one first, and then I want to pivot to the other the other one that came out this week that I think also was a, a red herring. But tell us why the EV mandate is in danger of really imploding on itself. Yeah, I, that was really interesting. And I made a point to a group that I was speaking to yesterday, which is for the last two years, from the oil and gas perspective, we felt kind of alone, kind of the lone man standing up and saying, this is bad. These are bad ideas, bad ideas. But as those policies, those regulations, and those mandates were put in place, they're starting to catch up, and the people who are actually impacted by them are starting to realize this is this is was bad policy. And the, the auto dealers themselves, you know, it, they they were they're trying to tell the the White House, look, you you're forcing us to sell something that our customers clearly don't want to buy right now, and we're starting to get this inventory stacking up on our lots. And it doesn't matter how much we subsidize or how much we incentivize, people just don't want EVs right now. 
uh, the early adopters have done their work and they they came in and and did that and the rest of the the rest of the consuming public isn't there yet. I think that's really really crucial because you have the states and you have the federal mandates. You know, the 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 place is basically 10 years out from now where uh, either uh, 50% of all vehicles have to be uh, manuf- 50% of all the vehicles manufactured have to be EVs, and or in certain states like California, saying by 2035 there will be no more internal combustion engines sold in the state of California. That's bureaucrats. That's unelected, unaccountable officials making decisions for millions of people. And the, the, those who are responsible for implementing those policies and or moving the markets forward, saying you, you, we can't get from here to there. So you need to stop doing this. I thought it was really interesting, and frankly, um, I'm glad that auto dealers have, have stood up because the, the, the big three manufacturers, you know, Ford and, and GM, et cetera, they, they should have talked to who their dealers are and see what the dealers are thinking, rather before getting in bed with the White House on this thing. So, chickens are coming home to roost, and it's been interesting to see that. Yeah, you know, it really is. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. More of our exclusive interview with Tim Stewart right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back. More of our exclusive interview with Tim Stewart. If there's a goal to reduce carbon emissions in the atmosphere, and by the way, America's been doing more than any other country to do that in, in the energy industry. Your industry actually has played the biggest role, particularly with natural gas. We have the cleanest natural gas production of any country in the world, but they don't bring the partners to the table whom they're about to impose restrictions on. They don't talk to the car dealers. They don't talk to the automakers. They simply impose these theoretical ideas because that's what their religion or their colleagues in the movement want. And then all of a sudden it crashes in. Why is there not more collaboration? Why couldn't, if there's a legitimate effort, you know, they say, hey, maybe carbon emissions reduction would be good for the planet. Why isn't there the sort of consortium approach, the getting the buy-in of industries in a way that uh, would actually make it successful? Right now we just create reality or we create the perception of reality and we hit the reality and uh, the promise never gets delivered. So we're running backwards, really. It, it, yeah, it, it is. And but the the fundamental thing about that is again policy versus philosophy. Is you have to assume that if you have collaboration of people who are who are uh, not on your side, that you are admitting that you are wrong and you can't get from here to them here to there without them. Now philosophically, though, you know sinners should have a seat in, in, in the pews in church, right? And so theoretically. They should be inviting us in to to collaborate with them. Really interesting point. I'm glad you raised that. You know, back in July, there was a White House methane summit, and they invited – it was all about technology, all about how we're going to address the methane emissions reduction and the methane emissions challenge among the oil and gas industry. And there's nobody from the oil and gas industry who are actually invited. 
Interesting enough, though, we just came out this past week, John, with a with a the studies in all the major producing basins in the United States, and we have shown that on average we have reduced methane reduction by 40 percent since 2018. And so you can have all the White House summits you want. The fact of the matter is, the industry is already doing this, and the whole methane fee, the methane tax issue, which is going to go into into uh, effect here come January one is a is a government solution that is searching for the problem it is desperately searching for the problem and you know the the fact of the matter is is in past administrations we have actually collaborated pretty well obama was tough clinton was actually pretty good we got some really good things done during the clinton administration uh and so oil and gas doesn't have to be a partisan republican versus democrat issue it should be a geographically partisan issue. If I'm from Texas, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a Republican or Democrat, I want to support the industry. And uh, the fact is, is we can, we and we are accomplishing really, really good things without the EPA telling us to that we have to do it uh, their, their way. And um, so you're going to see that this week, uh, you know, 40% reduction in just six years is pretty dang impressive. And it goes to show how, how uh, aggressive our industry is. Yeah, no, it really is impressive, and it doesn't get entered into the conversation. Americans don't understand that the biggest contribution to reducing carbon emissions has come from the oil and gas industry. And if we continue to go that way, let's suppose we got rid of all the coal plants for gas, and then we put a lot of nuclear on, we'd hit targets that the solar wind movement would never be able to hit, and yet it never seems it just doesn't get it doesn't get addressed. It's such a shame because there is a path. If the goal is to reduce carbon emissions, there's a path. It's just not being executed. Yeah, we've shown that 60% reduction, 60% of the United States reduction, and we are the leading world in reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, is brought on because of natural gas and primarily the transition from coal to natural gas-fired plants. Natural gas is that perfect bridge fuel to get us to nuclear, which is ultimately clean, and uh, we would support that. Um, uh, again, the administration is putting us on this path to intermittent energy poverty, meaning that we have energy intermittently and we'll be poor the rest of the rest of the day when the sun isn't shining, the wind isn't blowing. What a what a horrible position to be in the uh, in the most technologically advanced country in the world. Another reality check came out in Politico. I thought it was a very important article. Two years ago, Joe Biden, I think it was the first infrastructure package, asked for a large number of twenty five thirty billion dollars to create electric vehicle chargers all across the country. It's now two and a half years later, the money spent, but not a single charger has been installed, according to Politico. Another example where we're, again, making promises and spending money and the delivery never comes. Yeah, it's crony capitalism of the worst kind. You know, the money's floating around somewhere. It's making consultants pretty rich. It's probably making some donors pretty rich. It's not like we asked the Department of Energy to actually go install the chargers themselves. They just said, look, here's, can you make sure the funding flows to the, to the uh, private companies who are able to do that? And that even happened, hasn't even happened. I think we're going to look back on that IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act bill, John, uh, 10 years from now and go, what a colossal waste of money that was. And we're paying for it in, in high interest rates and, and uh, lack of infrastructure still. It really is unfortunate. Again, it's not like we asked DOE to actually go install the chargers. We asked them just to make sure the money flows to the people who can do it, and they can't even pull that off after two years. Yeah, it is pretty wild. All right, so give us the over-under when this climate conference comes to its final conclusion in a few days. What are the likely outcomes? Is there a political consequence to Joe Biden? And one of the things I'm keeping a close eye on is Jill Stein, who ran in the Green Party in 2016, took some pretty big votes away from Hillary Clinton in key battleground states like Wisconsin and elsewhere. She's back in the race for the first time, and there seems to be a growing frustration with Joe Biden, despite all the things he has delivered for the Green Movement, that maybe he's not their guy. Could this conference further lead to divorces and schisms between Joe Biden and the far-left Green Movement in his party? You know, it's, that's a, a really, really interesting question, and there's so many nuances to that. You know, there's there's the one situation where, uh, look, this is about as easy as you can possibly, an easy conference, you can send somebody like President Biden in his advanced years who obviously has uh, starting to slow down. It's not like you're sending him into uh, the lion's den. It's not like you're sending him out as a lamb to the wolves, right? He would be perfectly fine malfunctioning but the fact of the matter is i think the white house is sending a message that they don't he's probably not well enough to even go attend a conference where he would be warmly received 
The issue of these these uh, annual climate conferences are really interesting because this year in particular it's being held in in you know in the in, in the Emirates and uh, um, uh, Al Gore wasn't very happy about that because bless their hearts uh, the so the sponsors of the conference the hosts of the conference are trying to cut some really pretty sizable oil and gas deals among there as well. I like honestly if you were to sit down and say okay this is COP 28 but can you tell us what happened in COP 26 and 27? The answer is Probably no. They're they're conferences, you know. They're they're annual con- confabs, and they all th- think big thoughts and and platitudes. And um, the the reality is, it's a hard. It's it is it, the implementation is hard. I think what will mostly come out will be something along the lines of methane. I think the United States has got to show they're doing something, and so that's why we expect the methane rules to be announced sometime in the next uh, week while this conference is underway. Uh, I don't think Vice President Harris will have much of an impact on this thing, and um, they're in a tough spot because, again, the markets are starting to wake up, and equally important, the, the people are starting to wake up, that they are being pushed towards a lifestyle 10 years down the road that nobody wants to accept. So it'll be interesting to see how this comes out, but I thought it was, you know, President's not well enough to travel, apparently. So It's a shocker. It's going to be an interesting campaign year. Yeah, shocker. It is. I think there's a lot of history ahead, uh, a lot of twists and turns that we're not quite ready for, but they'll be around the corner. That's what election years always bring to us. Tim, you have launched, I think, one of the most important freedom initiatives in the last year, and that is to protect our homes from the long arm of government trying to reach in and saying, you can't have that appliance, you can't have that stove, you can't have that furnace, you can't have that ceiling fan through the regulatory fiat, basically regulating out inexpensive appliances for either super expensive appliances or at least those that aren't in their preferred energy world. Another thumb on the scale, but that thumb has a significant impact on my wallet, your wallet, everyday American wallets. Tell us what's been going on with Hands Off My Stove and how anyone who wants to join this movement can get involved. Well, you know, it's kind of the calm before the storm. When you and I helped launch this initiative, you know, nine months ago, uh, we were facing some some significant regulatory uh, overreach that was taking place, and Congress pushed back. And I think administration sort of realized that uh, uh, they're going to have trouble with Congress in that. Uh, you talk about you keep, you talk about putting the thumb on the scale. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I don't, I don't know if you saw the last couple of days where the administration is using the Defense Production Act, the the one act that is designed to to move capital and to build up supply chains and and manufacturing in wartime for wartime emergencies. They're using the Defense Production Act authority to help manufacturers of heat pumps get uh, you know build out their manufacturing capacity not an emergency. Bless their hearts. I'm glad they were able to convince the White House to do that, but it's certainly not an emergency. But that's how they're they're tipping the thumb on the scale because, again, there is not as big of a consumer demand for heat pumps when they're already kept warm by gas furnaces. I think what you and I are going to see here, and I look forward to really working with you on this going forward because we go into an election year, is the Hands Off My Home initiative. We're going to really, really turn up the heat, no pun intended, on all of this, and we're going to make certain members feel, members of Congress feel the pain for some really dumb votes they've taken. We're going to make the administration feel the pain for the policies they're trying to force on us. And so, again, you know, I started with gas stoves, and now it's virtually everything about our house, uh, and that wakes up a lot of people. So uh, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to to work with your listeners to to raise their attention there. So, again, it's been quiet for the last few weeks, which has been, been good. Um, but we're going to jack it up here pretty quick. It's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah, no, it's very important. Handsoffmystove.com, folks, go there if you want to protect the choices in your home, in your kitchen, on your back deck, in your basement. That is the place to go. Handsoffmystove.com. Go sign up today. I did a long time ago. A lot of other great Americans I know have done it as well. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Tim. We learned so much, and I think the reality check between what the promise of the Green Movement was and what's actually been delivered and the cost of what it's been delivered at is becoming more and more clear to American people. I suspect it'll be one of the driving pressures that make up people's minds in the next election. But such an honor to have you on, and we'll be sure to be chatting in the next couple of weeks. 
Thanks, John. It was great to be with you. And we appreciate your support and all the people who listen and their support as well. Thanks a lot. It's so important. So much more informed because of these great conversations. So we're so grateful. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join today. Always appreciate the great work that all of our guests do. And they really prepare before they come on air. They're always doing work. You heard Andy Biggs talk about the FISA reform, about the possibility that more Republicans are moving towards impeaching Alejandro Marcus. Those are big, important moments. And you get that information because you watch the Justin News No Noise television show. You listen to the John Solomon Report, so you read justinnews.com. And all that's made possible by our great partners. One of them is Factor Meals. So go to factormeals.com slash justnews50. Factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the promo code justnews50 at checkout, and you're going to get half off your meals. When you get an order like that, you're going to get chef-prepared, dietitian-approved meals that you cook in less than two minutes. That's a great deal. Go to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the justnews50 promo code. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Check out Just the News in the morning. We're going to have a big scoop. Remember one of the Democrats' star witnesses from the January 6th committee, Cassidy Hutchinson, Trump White House said, well, we've got some new news that you're going to definitely want to check out in the morning. Exclusive new information obtained by Just the News. All right, we'll have that tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. And thank you for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from justthenews.com. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's one 800 Two four five six thousand, or visit taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. Taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider.